we were in New Zealand a couple of months ago, and uh, in low in Auckland rather, and uh, it was amazing. To uh, we was <coughs> with another couple, and uh, Pastor Dan Hammer and his wife, and uh, Lorraine. The anointing came on her, and she just went from the back all the way down the aisles and everything, hugging everybody in that whole congregation. And uh, it breaks, it's just, it's a, a spirit of breaking through and letting people know that God loves them and begin to feel. That was, <clears throat> I remember that church, it was in, uh, in Fiji, uh, a town outside of Suva, the capital. And uh, as my wife was being led by the Holy Spirit, I remember seeing that lady, and my, she looked like she had just been woken up from sleeping in the street. And to see Lorraine go up to her and just embrace her and hug her uh, was so beautiful. And many times we entertain angels unaware. The scripture says that. So be aware of who is around you. And we're seeing more and more angelic visitations taking place around the world. The angels of God appearing. We're seeing Muslims and unbelievers, Hindus coming and Buddhists coming to the Lord Jesus Christ in droves by supernatural encounters by angelic beings. And God is bringing salvation into their lives by the thousands. So the kingdom of God is alive and well, <coughs> flourishing all over the earth. It's so wonderful to see each one of you. And uh, I so enjoyed uh, being, spending a few days, my wife and I, with uh, David and Cecile, relaxing. We've been on a three-week uh, tour of ministry in different parts of the Carolinas. And, uh, and now we're heading home Wednesday, uh, Tuesday. And uh, we thank the Lord that God is alive and well across the Carolinas. He's moving by his spirit. We're excited because one of the things that we're seeing by the Holy Spirit is that is the time, instead of us building walls and inviting people in those walls, God is now breaking out those walls and thrusting us out into the world and carrying the glorious truth that the world is crying for and seeing transformation take place. Lives changed and lives being transformed into the kingdom of God. All over the world, we're seeing a revival breaking forth mightily in all these nations. And I just marvel at how God has been so good to us. He's allowed us to go into over 80 nations, carrying the gospel into these nations over these years and seeing the kingdom of God is alive and well. When they said on the news that Christianity is, in America is, is, is waning, it's not waning. It's multiplying all across this nation, coming alive. What they're talking about is some of these churches like the Episcopalian and those uh, who are decreasing in attendance, but those that believe in the move of the Holy Spirit are multiplying and doubling and tripling. So you can't believe what the media talks about the church. They always want to put it down. But there's a surgency going. Uh, David and I were up in, up in Nova Scotia. I wasn't teamed up with David, but uh, Pastor Eddie Lawrence from Alabama 
he was teamed up with David, and I was teamed up with Dan, Pastor Dan Hammer from, from the Everett Washington Sunrise Christian Center. And we traveled all throughout Nova Scotia. And we saw the hunger of those people. We ministered from the Anglican Church, Methodist, Baptist, Assemblies, Pentecostals, full gospel, all of them hungry for the presence of God. I was even thrust in on a Sunday morning, speaking Sunday morning, and then I had to rush that afternoon to a charismatic uh, renewal retreat. And uh, there's about 50 charismatic Catholics and uh, the priest, Priest Mark. And I spoke there, and uh, the power of God was in the place. They were all standing and dancing and worshiping, singing in the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, uh, and glorifying the Lord. I mean, I never heard Mary mention one time. They were just so enthralled by the Holy Spirit. And as I got ready to leave, because I had to travel another hour and a half to another meeting place, they came up and grabbed me in the foyer and say, no, stay, stay, stay. We want to hear more of what God is doing around the world. And they asked us to come back. I mean, these are Catholics that God has met them and they're filled with the Holy Spirit, glorifying the Lord. Some of the old preachers would turn over in their graves to know that that was happening. But I want you to know when God is pouring out his spirit all over the earth. So get ready, Wilson, North Carolina, for God to move in the marketplace and in your jobs all over. I want to share this testimony Sometime back, I was going to buy some groceries. I don't know about you husbands, but sometimes we're anointed to buy groceries for our wives, you know? You know that? I can be ministering overseas, and there's a tremendous move of God, and come home, and I realize I'm anointed to take out the garbage at, at night, <laughs> pouring down rain. My wife says, garbage night? Okay, honey. <laughs> Do it with joy. <laughs> So, uh, and so I had this list of stuff I was going to pick up at the grocery store. And as I walked into the store, going down the aisle, all of a sudden I walked into a presence of the Holy Spirit. And I began to just speak in tongues, glorifying the Lord in, in, in the Holy Spirit. And I could feel his presence all over me. And I was wondering, who went ahead of me praying up and down these grocery aisles? And I made the second aisle, and there was still that anointing. I couldn't stop praising the Lord in tongues. And I thought, what am I going to do when I check out? But the Holy Spirit was gracious, and I checked out. But the moment I put my, the groceries in the car, it burst forth again all the way home. Walking into the presence of God, you carry a presence that is not just faded away. It will reside in that place to fulfill what God has purposed for it. Hallelujah. You're more than who you think you are. God wants you to come into a new understanding that the King of kings, the Lord of lords, abides inside of you. You can't just take him off like a jacket, the Holy Spirit, and put him over a chair on, on, a, on a, a rack. No, he resides in you. 
while you're sleeping. As kids growing up in Africa, we'd hear my dad praying during the night. And we'd sneak into mom and dad's room, stand by their bed. And here, we'd hear my dad just praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying unto Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And we'd kind of nudge him a little bit to see if he would respond. He was oblivious at our touch. But it was the Spirit of God in him. We would ask him in the morning, Dad, did you know that you were praying? I was. The Spirit makes intercession for you even though you're physically out of it. So praise the Lord. He's moving by His Spirit because we're more than who we think we are. We're a redeemed child of God, favored of Him, blessed of Him, carrying the kingdom of God within us. I flew into Charlotte, North Carolina last year, and uh, I was in some meetings in, in, in Taylorsville. And I had rented a car, and I was returning the car. And as I was returning the car, I, I was stopped, went to this, uh, it was the budget rent-a-car, and, uh, and so they had a place outside the airport. And there was a shuttle to pick me up and take me to the airport. And i never forget, when I got to get on the bus, it was full, the shuttle. I was the last one getting on with my luggage. And so I was waiting till everybody else was getting off. And the shuttle driver of the bus, he said to me, sir, he said, can you wait for a moment? I want to talk to you. And I thought, that's kind of strange. I had plenty of time to catch the flight. Everybody left. He said, sir, tell me who you are. Who are you? I said, I'm Steve List. He said, no, you're more than that. He said, when you stepped onto this bus, the atmosphere changed. I want to know who you are. I said, I'm a minister of Jesus Christ. He said, I knew it, I knew it. He said, I used to know the Lord. <laughs> and he said, I felt that presence come on me when you stepped on the bus. I wasn't looking for that to happen, but it's just something that happens automatically from you that are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. You can't be hid by the Spirit of God. So I want you to rise up in, your, in the might of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and authority. As a ministry and as a people, you're going to experience in the coming days supernatural manifestations that you never dreamed of would happen in your presence and around you. So get ready for that. You're highly favored of the Lord. And God's angels are encamped around about them who serve him. So you're not alone. His angels are present to accommodate you to fulfill your destiny. So get ready to understand that. You think you're all alone. No, you're not alone. I remember I carry with me a little wristwatch. As a testimony, I was speaking in Bogota, Colombia at an assembly's church, and I noticed there was a man that walked in very 
dignified. And he walked in and there were a number of young people, about 20 of young people in the uh, college age. And they sat on the front row in this big church. And I noticed them there. But there came a time when I, time when I started to speak. All of a sudden, I saw tears flowing down that gentleman's face. And when I gave the altar call, he stood tall and stepped forward. The place was packed. And the students looked at him and they stood on their feet and they walked forward to accept Christ. And we led them through the prayer of repentance. That next morning in the foyer, this man met me and he was crying. He said, I said, I'm a professor at the University of Columbia in Bogota. He said, I've been an atheist for many, many years. He said, I heard about you speaking. And so I brought my students to critique you. He said, I came to mock you. And as you notice, all the pads and the things that the students has, they were taking notes where I would criticize you in class. He said, but as you stood and brought forth the message, I saw one standing on beside you on the platform with pierced hands stretched out to me, and I knew it was Jesus. And he said, I died for you. I love you. And he said, that's why I couldn't hold back the tears. And he said, I, every time you would move, he would move on the platform and stand beside you. And I heard the message of the, the cross that you preached on, that Jesus died for our sins. And he said, I couldn't resist it. And that's why you saw me step forward to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. And he said, I, that night I went home crying and praising God for salvation. I was no longer an atheist. I knew that God does exist. And he said, I looked in my apartment and I haven't got paid yet. And he said, I wanted to give you something as a, mem a memory of me. That wherever you go, you remind the people how powerful the gospel of Jesus Christ is to redeem man from atheism to become a believer. He said, I was, he said, I'm, he told me all of his doctorates and all his degrees. But he said, I was too smart for my britches. He said, Jesus revealed himself to me. I want you to know the Holy Spirit is the most powerful force that can, just, can transcend any educated mind around the world. I was talking to a man from Nasser. And he said, Brother Steve, he said, I've seen atheists come as scientists. And he said, within a couple of years, after exploring the galaxies through the telescopes and through all the research, he said, they all become a believer in a creator. That's how marvelous the universe is made. Friends, we have the Holy Spirit here with us now. Start rising up and walking in the fullness of it. I love what happened after the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 3. It's so wonderful. It says, 
and verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried who had been laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask arms from those who entered the temple. In verse 3, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for arms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look on us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankles and bones received strength. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And then they knew that it was, that it was he who sat begging of arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. An amazing event. The disciples had just been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Jesus had told them to go in and, and tarry in the upper room until the, you endured with power from on high. Church, the infilling of the Holy Spirit is not just a manifestation. It is power. We are not just filled with love and grace and mercy and these gifts, but we have also imparted in us the anointing power of the Holy Spirit to bring transformation to lives and to set the captives free and to bring healing where there is sickness. Notice this young man was born a crippled. His mother and father had already decided his vocation in life, a beggar. They were smart. They didn't take him to the main street of Jerusalem, the marketplace. They took him to a place of compassion. At the gate, beautiful. They knew what they were doing. Because when people would go up to pray, they'd walk through this gate, and they would go up with the intention within their heart of compassion, seeking God's help. And so they knew that people would walk in and feel compassion. And they would respond with giving money. I like Peter and John were broke. I want you to know, as believers, we can get broke <laughs> that moment. That doesn't mean we're poor. That blessing's on the way. 
And they walked up, and I'm sure they were faking in the pockets, you know. Wait a minute, do you have anything? No, I don't have anything. Wow. He said, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, we give unto you. What the world is seeking for, they had something that would cleanse and rectify the problem. What the world is saying, one thing, the believers in Christ know there's something more they need. And that is Christ. Can you imagine these men walking up? And all of a sudden, they say, hey, look on us. Their actions spoke of something about to happen. The anointing was so powerful upon Peter and John until Peter said, look on us, Don't pay attention. Don't look over here. Silver and gold have we none, but we've got something that's gonna change you. Don't ever think when you're confronted by the world and those that live in the world and you're a believer in Christ that you don't have something to give more than silver and gold. They said, look on us. Silver and gold have we none. But such as we have, we give unto you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. Rising up was contrary to what he was expecting. He was expecting something of gold and silver. But God gave that beggar something more than what he was seeking for. They gave him the anointing of the Holy Spirit and they said, silver and gold have we, but such as we have, what do we have? All we know, we are consumed in Jesus. We've been to the upper room. We've been baptized with the Holy Ghost and Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Cast out demons, raise the dead. And so they began to put it into action. You've been baptized in the Holy Spirit it's not just to praise him in tongues. It's to walk out the heavenly motiv motivation in your life and fulfill the destiny of that infilling. Hallelujah. He's all over you. He's the God of wisdom. Understanding. I love what Peter did. He went beyond just saying Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I unto thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. What would most of us do? Stand back and let the beggar try. But no, Peter did more than that. <laughs> he put his right hand out to him, the scripture says, and grabbed him by his arm and pulled him up. There was no retreating. Hallelujah. He put him on notice that the miracle was happening in his body and he reached out and flesh on flesh touched his right hand, grabbed him and pulled him up because the anointing was flowing from Peter into that uh, forgotten individual, that individual that was hopeless, that individual that became a beggar for life. God moved through Peter by the Holy Spirit and brought transformation. And the Bible says, as he came up, he began to have strength in his bones, his legs. 
And it said he began to leap and praise the Lord. He had no therapy. He had no walking cane. He had no wheelchair. <laughs> there was nothing gradual. It was supernatural. Glory to God. Your salvation is not gradual. It's instantaneous. What God dishes out to you is instantaneous into you. That brings transformation in you by the, your obedience. I don't know how many of you have been challenged this morning to go and just take somebody by the hand and say, just arise in the name of Jesus. The power resides within you to fulfill God's purpose. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Your touch is more than what you realize. You think the Holy Spirit is just for glorification, as it were, in language? No, it is the power to bring life where there is no life to bring transformation in people's lives and turn their life upside down for the purpose and the glory of God. We're seeing this all over the world. And don't be embarrassed when you put on, it's better to have tried than not tried at all. So many times we're afraid to make a mistake. What if? You can never make a mistake in the name of Jesus because that name will reside on them and, in, and penetrate them and walk into their lives. So there's coming a baptism of new identity in the body of Christ. I ask you this question. Why was Jesus baptized in the River Jordan? For what purpose? Jesus saw them baptizing the River Jordan, John the Baptist. And all of a sudden, Jesus walks up and he says to John, I want you to baptize me. And John said, no, no I'm not even worthy to tie your shoelaces. And Jesus said, no, you're, you're appointed to baptize me. Those that were being baptized of John were being baptized unto repentance. But this baptism, baptism of Jesus was not a baptism unto repentance. As he stepped into the waters and John began to baptize him, And John feeling so insignificant. And Jesus was, was submerged into the Jordan River and then brought forth. The scripture says from heaven God spoke and said, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And the Holy Spirit like a dove came and settled upon him. Why, why was he baptized? It was not a baptism under repentance. It was a baptism of purpose and destiny. And you're going to experience this baptism of the Spirit of God going to bring you into that rightful place 
of your purpose and destiny. It was immediately that Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit from his baptism into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And what did the devil attempt him? He attacked him at his identity. He already heard the, the voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. But Satan said, if you are the son of God, I want you to know God's anointing upon you will also be attacked by the powers of darkness. Say, who do you think you are? But God is saying, I baptize you into your new identity of the spirit of God. And heaven's declared that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and it is there submerged in the blood of Jesus. And you to walk in the freedom of the power and purpose and destiny. It was there at the Jordan River where Jesus' purpose was manifested. He was known before that as the son of Joseph and Mary. But as his baptism... His real name was manifested by the Father in heaven and said, this is my beloved son. It's not Mary and Joseph. It is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. It is my spirit that's been transformed through flesh into the earth. Oh, hallelujah. He lives in you this morning and walks in you by the glory of his manifestation of his power. Oh, praise the Lord. I don't know if you're hearing what I'm talking about. So you're to rise up, hallelujah. Heaven is watching you. There's coming a new baptism of purpose and destiny. Hallelujah. Jesus was put on the path for which he came into the world to do and fulfill it. Oh, hallelujah. Someone asked me one day at a conference in Dallas-Fort Worth and, and they were asking me at the Apostolic Conference and they said, who are you? And the Holy Spirit just spoke out of me. And I said, I'm a captive to the destiny and the will of God. I'm his prisoner. I want you to know once your name's been written in the Lamb's Book of Life, <laughs> You become the property of the kingdom of God manifesting through you. You have no other alternative but to walk in the power and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. You understand what I'm talking about this morning? Hallelujah. You can't walk by a need and not seek to fulfill it. You can't walk by a cry and not want to hear it. You, want, you can't walk by death and leave it alone. You want to resurrect it into life. Because you're a captive to the purpose and destiny of God in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I don't know if you're feeling what I'm feeling by the Spirit of God this morning. Church, it's a new day dawned upon you. It's a new beginning for this ministry to step out from these walls and kick them out and go out there with the glory and the power and the manifestations of God's kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let the Lord be manifested in you. It's a new day for the church. It's a new beginning for the church. What God is doing all over the world, we're seeing God's glory manifested. 
I don't know if David, did you tell him about that little hamster that led that young man? <laughs> we were together. Mike was there. And we were in the arena and I was speaking and gave the altar call and people came forward. And there was a young man that came down the aisle. And as he came toward me, all of a sudden, the demons began to manifest it in him. And I had the microphone like this. And all of a sudden, he stood there. And as he leapt at me, my hand went out and I stopped him. And he froze because I was leading the others into the prayer of salvation. And I remember the force in my arm as my arm was locked. And he was leaning with everything he had. And I just went on leading the people in the sinner's prayer. And I remember looking over to the brothers sitting over there on the side. And I motioned. I said, come on over here. Take care of this guy. And he let a bellow go out. The demon spirits were manifesting. And that whole arena was shaken by the sound of it. David was sitting by a speaker. And I think that thing just kind of made it was amazing. The sound of those demons. But he was set free. And delivered, transformed by the power of Jesus. And then I heard the testimony. And they said, we had all these evangelists from Bogota that came with these, I think, yellowish or orangey shirts and had Spanish words on them, Jesus saves and so forth. It was amazing to watch them. And uh, they would stop traffic and everything. And they'd just walk up to the window, do you know Jesus? And they say, no. Okay, pull over. <laughs> they got bold. Pull over. We want to tell you about Jesus. I'll tell you one thing, friend. God's lifting the cover off of the church of being so nicey-nicey and so proper. And he's looking, uh, allowing the true anointing to flow fr from you through them. Stop waiting for them to come to you. You go to them. You have the words of life. And I remember the testimony of this young man. Two blocks away, he was standing across the street and a hamster came out of the shrubbery or the bushes and started nibbling at his shoe. And all of a sudden, he wanted to pet it. And as he would reach down to pet it, it would run down the street. And it ran a whole block and then went to another block. Standing outside the arena where we were having our meetings were these team of evangelists. And that hamster led that man, that demon-possessed man, right into the grasp of these evangelists. They surrounded him and brought him right into the arena where he got set free. The hamster disappeared. Nobody could find it. But it was God's instrument to bring about deliverance of a demonic possession and salvation into a life and rejoicing on his way. Why, my friends? Watch what God's going to do with you. Buying somebody's coffee, somebody's groceries, speaking a word of encouragement. Why? Because life is within you. Silver and gold have we none, church.
but such as we have, we give to the world in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk forth, made every whit whole. Hallelujah. The residue of God's miracle will remain forever. Silver and gold will pass away. But such as you have right now in your possession is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You're more than who you think you are. Stand with me this morning. I thank God over the years for the salvation, uh, for the, the foundation that this ministry has had laid. Wonderful teaching, wonderful preaching, wonderful manifestations of these foundations that God has laid. And now God is saying unto us, it's the time to step forth on this foundation into the miraculous and the mighty, mighty moving of the power of God. How much more equipping do you need? <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? How much equipping do you need to be released? How much? How long? God's saying, I'm here now. I'm ready to walk with you. I'm ready to be your shadow. I'm ready to be your voice. Are you ready? Church, arise, shine, for the glory of the Lord has come upon you and he's thrusting you forth into the world around about you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, you can have so much of a good thing until you become stagnant and fat in it. It's about time we start getting energized. Hallelujah. If you can't deal with an adult, deal with a child. Start there. <laughs> Do you know Jesus as your personal Savior? Start witnessing to children and seeing what the kingdom of God will manifest through you. You hear what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. If you can't handle the big, the big things like Peter who and, and John were so filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. My goodness. They, all they were doing was walking in agreement to a promise that Jesus gave. He said, you will heal the sick. You will raise the dead. You will set the captives free. That's what's residing in you. And it hasn't changed since Pentecost you hear it it hasn't been watered down it hasn't been watered down it's the same anointing that if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit as it happened the day of Pentecost is right here Give vent to the glory of God. Start praising him. Start stepping into that dimension. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See miracle signs and wonders begin to happen and see God begin to change things because you're anointed not just for ministry, you're anointed for living. Twenty-four hours a day. I was speaking on that topic in a crusade in Fiji many, a few years ago. 
Over a week and a half, a lady came up to me crying. She said, Brother Liz, she said, I realized when you said we're anointed for living, not just for ministry. She said, what you didn't know. She said, I had been laid off from my, the resort where I was a chef at. And she said, I was laid off. And my husband was also laid off because the resort closed. And I was sitting there in the crusade saying, God, what am I going to do? No income. And she said, I went to bed that night and put my head on the pillar. And I kept saying, I'm anointed for living. I have the mind of Christ within me. And she said, as I lay my head on the pillar, I began to dream of cakes and new recipes. And I wrote them down as soon as I could. And she said, in the morning I got up and I began to borrow the ingredients from my relatives and I began to make these cakes and she said they were delicious. I had never baked them like that before. And she said, I took samples to the hotels and every hotel I went to resort, they ordered one of each of the cakes. And she said, I want you to know, two weeks have gone by, Brother List. She said, I put my husband full time now. He's the delivery man. My daughter is employed full time. And we're, we're baking all hours of the day and night to meet up with the demand. She said, I want you to know it's true. We are anointed for living. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You hear what I'm talking about? You're not anointed for the mind of Christ to be in you to solve situations that the world can't solve. I'll close with this. My wife and I, we have this little motorhome, and we were driving down the road up and down by Oregon. All of a sudden, the heat was coming up from the duct under her seat, and she said, honey, it's so hot. I, it's terribly hot. I said, well, all the dials are turned off on the heat. And immediately, I thought, oh, Lord, $200, $300 to get a you know, technician <laughs> to, to fix it. And that night as we lay on the bed, she said, we can't keep driving like this. So that night we pulled over and we slept. And, and I lay on the bed and all of a sudden it just spontaneous out of me. I, I don't, my wife didn't hear it, but I heard it in my ears. You know what I'm talking about? I said, oh God, help. And the mind of God spoke to me. Stephen, look under the steering column. In the cab, there's a switch, heat off and on. I wanted to jump out of that bed and go in there. I thought, no, I'm going to wake my wife. The first thing in the morning, I got out of bed, and I went into the cab, and I looked under the steering. Sure enough, there was this switch I'd never seen before in the whole time we've owned it. Sitting there, heat on and off, and it was on. The heat was on. I flipped it off. We cranked it up. Went flying down the road, cool as can be. What was my words that came out of my mouth? Thank you, God. You're a mechanic. He's able to solve scientific, mechanical, human things. He's the God of creation. Hallelujah. Who gave that man the wisdom to make that automobile? It was God. That's what I'm saying. Church, rise up. 
Pull on the revenue of heaven and the resources of heaven, church, because God wants to explode this ministry till you'll have nowhere to put people but go into several services and beyond that, praise the Lord. Get ready for it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak growth. We speak life. We speak multiplication. Miracles, signs, and wonders manifested in your people right now. Oh, hallelujah. If you're sick this morning, raise your hand. You need prayer for sickness. Somebody see that hand, walk over in faith, lay your hand upon them, and in the name of Jesus, be healed. Hallelujah. hallelujah. You're carrying it right now in your hands. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Those that are discouraged, despondent, raise your hand. Jesus is here this morning to set you free. Hallelujah. Don't say, brother, listen, but I'm not qualified. You're qualified by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's just worship the Lord together. I don't know about you, but I feel a shake coming on. I feel a shake coming on where the shake of despair, despondency, fear is being shaken off of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shake it off of you. Say, this is not what I was born for. I was born for greater things than just this, to walk mopedly around through life and in despair. No, He came to give you life and more abundantly. Praise the Lord. Just start worshiping the Lord. Just start praying one for another in the house of the Lord. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Worship the Lord with us. Praise the name of Jesus. This is a day of rebirthing. Rebirthing. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. God's going to manifest His glory with you on the job. You're going to come with ideas that the company has never known about, and you're going to have solutions to their problems, and they're going to stand and say, where did you get that? But you know where it came from, and God's going to promote you. He's going to honor you. He's going to bless you and cause His glory to shine upon you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for what he's doing in this congregation right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Bible says pray one for another. Get ready, church. (laughs) He's forcing you out into his glorious kingdom. For his glory will cover the earth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are a blessed nation. I've been in China. Korea, all the nations around. And you know what these nations are doing? 
24-hour prayer meetings nonstop. Do you know what they're praying for? America. They're asking God to bless America. I've been in those prayer meetings. I was in Nova Scotia. <laughs> and they came up to me and they told me, they said, Brother List, they said, you tell America people, we have prayer cells all over Nova Scotia praying for God to bless America. I said, why did you start it? They said, the Holy Spirit spoke to us. These are women that are just geared up to pray for this nation because the overflow of the blessing of America is touching other nations. So I want you to know prayers going up all over the place, all the way in China, Korea, you name it, praying for America to be blessed. And I want you to know friends need to receive it right now. Receive the blessings of the Lord. God bless you.